live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome once again to your program Madrasa on A, the Hajj edition. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson, a long special guest in studio, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Being on Madrasa on A as well as the Hajj edition yesterday, we introduced a new topic which was the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now I'm saying that you can send through your questions as well as through our WhatsApp and our SMSs. If there's anything in which you want clarity about, then we'll definitely try our best to answer. Or Sheikh will try Sheikh's best to answer it inshallah. But for now I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue and just give a recap brief recap as to where we stopped yesterday inshallah Sheikh assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh how is yourself and yasmina alhamdulillah Sheikh. getting a bit tongue twisted here because closer to the time alhamdulillah exciting things are happening this weekend however we'll turn some focus to that a little bit later in the program but for now Sheikh, i hand over to you to do a recap basic and brief recap as to where we stopped yesterday and then also continuing on the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Shukran Jazakallah Khair for that one and yes, uh, uh, yesterday we did obviously as we do every day we did do a recap. We did the recap of the day before and that is to do with Hajj in, of the, in, what in the Quran as Allah says of the things and we've mentioned a great amount of that I think. Um, there is a certain amount of things that that is in there that we need to still do. We then went off from that. We went over to the Hajj of the, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and we went to certain hadith that we looked at. We mentioned the one important hadith that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam repeated over and over, almost at every turn and every moment on the Hajj. From the moment he left on the, the, on the Friday morning prior to on the Jumu'ah that he performed on the issue about having to perform the Hajj and making the main issue the topic and that he took with him right through the Hajj the Saturday morning that he left and he went and, and the whole journey reminded every time by the words take from me your pattern of Hajj now you and I need to understand that Hajj has always been performed as a norm for the ages and for the centuries people has performed Hajj. But Hajj is now for the very, very first time being performed by the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam under the guidance of Jibreel directly from Allah. And thus he says, you take from me and from me alone if you want your Hajj to be. So whatever has been taught to you, whatever you've been exposed to, whatever knowledge you know of the Hajj prior is of no sense, of no sense and of no value, of no meaning for you. You discard that in totality. Now this is what you're going to go through with me. This you're going to give a very thorough understanding and see that you know it and that is going to be the Hajj of the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and so the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left we said the Saturday morning um, from from Medina and he left off and we, we, we indicated to you this hadith is in the book of, of Muslim um, wherein he tells us and the person who relates to us this hadith is the person and the Muslim says that Jafar ibn Muhammad tells us about his father. Now Jafar ibn Muhammad tells us about his father. His father is Muhammad. Who is Muhammad? We said Muhammad is the son of Ali, 
the son of Hussein, the son of Ali radiallahu an, which means the son Hussein, the son of Ali and Fatima, the daughter of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That Hussein, um, the, the, the two grandchildren, the Nabi Hassan and Hussein, Hussein, he had a son by the name of Ali. Ali had a son by the name of Muhammad. It is that Muhammad which is going through this process, telling us about um, Jabir ibn Abdullah and uh, the other Sahaba and his wish and desire to want to perform the Hajj in accordance with that of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And uh, uh, Muhammad, the one who said he gets this information about the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam um, and about the impact of this great Hadith of Khudu an Now remember, in our life. What is the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says? Very seldom does he say to us, you need to see that you take from me the pattern of doing this, that, and that. Very seldom. Because everything that you and I need to do as a Muslim, we need to be able to look. The question is, how did the Nabi do it? What did he do and how do we do it? That in everything, if you are Muslim, if you claim that you are a follower and a lover and an ummati of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa then you need to ask that question. That question should be second nature in your life, on your tongue, in your every day, in your every deed. You need to ask, how did the Nabi do it? That should have been, if you truly love him, if you truly have a concern to be an ummati, you love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and you want to follow his lifestyle and you want to serve Allah, Allah says, for the Nabi sallallahu says, tell them, Qul in kuntum Allah. If you are Muslims that has true love for Allah, fatabi'uni, then the only way that you can get to Allah and love, that love of Allah, to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So yes, there's so many things that indicates to us the process of, and so the obvious reason for the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to allow us to love Muslim is the fact that he wants to guide us to understand how he did things. But that question of take from me, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't say it many times. It is obvious. It is so absolutely obvious. So 100% obvious to be a Muslim, that's, that should be a second nature on our tongues. We should be asking these two questions that we should always ask as Muslims. Question number one, what does Allah expect? What does Allah say? What's His command? What is His instruction? That's number one, because as a Muslim. The second part, immediate follow-up to that is, how did the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam implement that? How did he execute that? What was his, what, how did he see that, that which Allah commanded? That, ex, that, that command of Allah, how was it dealt with? Because he was the one sent to show us how. The what comes from Allah and the how comes from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so that question is an obvious thing. So the question of how to do the hajj, comes from the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he says, Khudu anni But that's not the only time he said that to us. He said to us, Sallu kama usaddi. See that when you make salah, that there's no other way that you perform your salah, that you only perform your salah exactly as you've seen and observed and learned and understood and implemented only to the way that I've shown to you. That's what the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says. Yeah, the Nabi says to us, so if you're going to take any information from anybody, you take it from me and from me only. And if they do not teach you what I've told you, you discard them in totality. 
You discard them and the information in totality and you take it from me exactly because I was the one sent to show you how to obtain Hajj Magbul and Hajj Mabrur. May Allah grant us to be able to go to that level that we can actually go to that understanding that we need to implement. And this this hadith that we mentioned take from me your pattern of Hajj. That the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that is that hadith that had an impact on Muhammad ibn Muhammad ibn Ali ibn Hussein ibn Ali wa Fatima radiyallahu anhum. It is that Muhammad, the great 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 child of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who now has this burning wish and desire. He's gone around to the various Sahaba radiyallahu anhum. He said, and he went to seek and he found the one message from the one to the other, and he went down to perform the Hajj, and he's seen that the way is to be able to do that. And then we said, he then went to meet up with Jabir because they all in- indicated to him to Jabir would be the best person to guide him and to direct him, to instruct him, or to to show him and teach him. That way, he went to Jabir and then he said he got there and Jabir was busy with many people around him until it became his turn. And when he informed Jabir who he was, Jabir was so excited and Jari put his hand on on, on Muhammad's head and uh, Jabir said to him, welcome. And he placed his other hand on his on his on his chest, opened up his chest and put his on his chest just to be able to to to. to to, to reap from the, the barakah of the family of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then Jabir said to him, ask whatever you want to ask. Welcome my nephew and ask me whatever you want to ask. And he says, when Jabir told me I must ask, I immediately told Jabir what my desire was pertaining to having to achieve the understanding of the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and implement it in accordance with that. And I requested that. And when Jabir heard this, I came to realize I'm speaking to a, bri- a blind man and uh, he was thinking by himself and then he kept quiet and then the Adhan went for the next walk and then he got ready and he said let us go and lead, go for Salah and he went and he led for the Salah but he covered himself uh, um, Jabir covered himself Muhammad is informing us Jabir covered himself and as Jabir covered himself um, his mantle fell off and then I assisted him and I saw the another uh, thing and I gave him the other one because uh, it, was, it, was, it couldn't cover his whole body and, 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 and we went and he led the Salah and after the Salah uh, I told him I said to him tell me about the Hajj of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and would there be a possibility that you could explain educate teach me and also expose me to the reality of that meaning. Take me on to the excursion of Hajj of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Take me on to the physical Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And then he said, Jabir then indicated that he's prepared to. He, he in the first indicated that. He said to me, it was in the night. He showed me nine in, on his finger, and. And then he said to me, it was in the ninth year that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it was nine years long that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stayed in Medina after his hijrah he made. And only in the tenth year, the year thereafter, that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went. Now, the reason for Jabir doing this, according to the scholars, is that Hajj Allah has either made it fart in the fourth year or the sixth year of the, the and they only went for Hajj in the in, in, in the tenth. Nabi only went in the Hajj of the tenth year, and 
So here this comes clear that when only it was done, and the Nabi Sallallahu indicated that um, he then made a public announcement, the Nabi Sallallahu in the 10th year, that he, the Messenger of Allah, was going to perform the Hajj. Now people, if you do not mind, from here onwards, we're going to expose you to the understanding of what's happened here, and I want you to be able to to focus into and listen to what happens in this had, uh, hadith. The reason being, we're going to now experience mentally a hajj with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For this is going to play a major role in the understanding of our own hajj and realize how far must we go to be able to back, bend our backs to the extent or go the extra mile to extend that we see that our hajj becomes the value of the hajj of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as he said, take from me the, your pattern of hajj. Subhanak And so from here onwards, if you don't mind, this is what has happened with that moment of Jabir. Here onwards, uh, um, on the hadith carries on, but now uh, um, Muhammad via his son Ja'far tells us what Muhammad told him of how Jabir then took the message and took the responsibility and went on to the Hajj in having to implement it in accordance with that of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said it was in the on a Saturday morning, Saturday, when they went to perform the the, the uh, um uh, the, the, the Friday, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam made the khutbah and informed them that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was going for Hajj, and everybody was getting ready. And the next day, the people was leaving on the Hajj with the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Excellent. He's speaking about the Hajj of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We are now going to be continuing just before Sheikh stopped for that ad break. Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran jazakallah khair for that. And he, Yasmin, I was and. Uh, um, uh, we, we, we've been into this hadith from the side of where we've spoken to what Jabir is saying what uh, um, Muhammad the son, the great grandson of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is experiencing now and telling us that Jabir accepted and is performing the hajj with with him, he and Jabir performed the hajj together and he is going to see how the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has in actual fact implemented the hajj in his life and that Muhammad sallallahu Muhammad, the great grandson of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, could be performing his hajj in accordance with that of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And so he said it was on the Saturday morning um, after the Jumu'ah that was performed that he was made. In that year, the Nabi sallallahu was made the announcement for the people. On the on the Friday, Saturday he made the the, the, khud, the Friday made the khutbah. The Saturday morning they departed from Medina. Off to Makkah. Um, Jabir said to us, according to Jabir, Jabir informed Muhammad that a large number of persons came to Medina and all were anxious to follow the Messenger of Allah and act according to his actions of the Nabi. He said, We set out with him until we, we reached. Dhul Hulayfa. Now Dhul Hulayfa is not far from Medina, very very near in that another little area. 
And that happens to be the miqat for the people of Medina when they go to Makkah, which means the place where they, if they want to go to Makkah for an Umrah or Hajj, then that is the place that they need to go to. And that place is in the miqat, the, the, the border. And they, at that border, they cannot pass that border unless they are in a state of ihram. And that is what is meant. So they went to Dhul Hulayfa, and there at Dhul Hulayfa, they entered into ihram, into the inviolable state with the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reached there, uh, and, and they got there, the uh, um, first process that happened is a person came to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, um, they, they set up tent there, and she informed the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that she gave birth now, she, she, she left Medina, and she there at Dhul Hulayfa gave birth to a baby. And she was one of the wives of, of Abu Bakr, and she got married. She, she, she now has given birth to this baby. Um, and they've named the child Muhammad, uh, um, uh, Muhammad ibn Abu Bakr. And um, uh, she, she, what, must, what must she do? She sent the messenger to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asking him as to what she should do. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam informed her to take a bath, to cover the, the uh, private path, and to covered, keep it uh, covered and as, a, as we would call a band aid put something there to be able to protect as what we would use the modern things to protect the, the blood from flowing under the, the clothes of the people and we say, Nabi says cover your private parts and enter into the inviolable state and you may able able to enter into the state of, of ihram and that was what ha- one of the things that happened there so it automatically becomes part of the understanding for the people who is in a state of ihra or a state of, of pregnancy what could happen to them and what should be happening to them so the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said to us you can go you, as that state because now she is in nifas she is she's bleeding the, 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 the menstrual process of what happens after birth the post birth uh, menses that she gets uh, what we call nifas, she's now in that state, and so she's gonna, it's going to happen. The Nabi says, "Yes, you can go. You can. You, you you are part of the Hajj. You make your intention as norm. You take a bath. You cleanse yourself. You put bandage. You cover the, the the private parts, and you enter into the state of ihram. Subhanak la la That is for her, but also for all other me- people, to indicate for us how a, a woman can be in that state and perform the the, the Hajj." If she wants to be able to do it in accordance, right? Um, then that night, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam enjoyed, went uh, from one, uh, went to all his wives. For all his wives went on Hajj with him. All those wives that was Allah that was alive at that time, they all went on Hajj with him, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So. As they went on Hajj, they all had their own little tents where they were, and the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went from one tent to the other to spend the night with them. It's an important message just to understand that in actual fact, our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned to us at other places, it's an important factor to realize that if you want to enter into the process of a haram, it's such a protective pressure. That you need to realize your husband and wife need to be intimate with one another prior to entry into the state. You need to be intimate. You need to share with one another intimacy. 
Because now you're going to go into a state that you've never been into, where shaitan is going to do everything to corrupt and to destroy and to expose you as a human to your opposite sex and to the emotions. And you remember the verses of Allah in the Quran, فَلَا رَفَثَ Exactly, that's the reason. Our Nabi showed the essence of Rafath, that prior to enter into the state, not for the male only, the male need to satisfy himself to be able to satisfy him with his wives, but at the same time, it needs to be a satisfaction of the wives only also, so that they all can be free, as we said. This ibadah opens the door where shaitan can corrupt and expose you to negativities and break down the process of your hajj. And so the Nabi sallallahu alayhi showed a pure perfect message, the intimacy with all his wives that night. And every time after he has had an intimacy with one of them, he then went to clean his mouth. He took the wudu, he did the istinja, uh, I mean, he first did the istinja, he did the wudu, and then he went to, went to the other one and so until he completed the night with them and as the process has been that he has given them all contentment and himself contentment Allah has made him a very very healthy strong person he says to us in his words that Allah has given him the strength of 40 men 40 strong very very strong men that has the capacity to be able to go around to have so many sessions with with positivities for a night he he alone has the strength of the 40 of the strongest of them. Subhanak. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. But it's nothing to do with uh, 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 sexual strength. No, no, no. It has to do with spirituality on the high level. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was not a womanizer when he did this. He did this to teach you and me the importance of us understanding how fundamental, basic it is that we must be able to see that we satisfy our, our sexual emotions prior to entry because the state of ihram is devastating. It is total devastation if you are not firmly protected from what Allah has given you. And you and me, no matter how strong our iman, our taqwa, our keen is, our tawakkul is, is absolutely weak in the presence of shaitan when you and I are not satisfied emotionally. So um, a husband and a wife, um, like for instance, normally I share it. It's easy to say, yeah, the boy moet wach. My mama and bia maak die toe. As in die kamer gaan. And what Mark Nikamas and Nikamas, in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to this young boy, when he said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, that it's my mom inside there, she's married to somebody else. Can't I just enter into the door room? And after the third time he asked that question, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him, Do you want to see your mother naked? So what is the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying to this young man about his mother behind the door? That when she is alone behind that door, she can go into her birthday suit. Her birthday suit and his birthday suit, and they can be in their absolute birthday suits. But that is the norm of the spirituality and the sexuality of human beings. Of every one of you, of you who listen to me, of you, of each and everybody out there, of every human being, of every salih, awliya person, every one of them are. This is the Nabi, he's the most salih, the greatest awliya of the awliya. He is the awliya of all the awliya. He teaches us life has got its reality. Spirituality calls for intimacy between husband and wife that can be free. That we can be free because shaitan is going to corrupt us. It's an absolute norm that we need to deal with. We don't, uh, we're not afraid about it. We speak about it. We interact about it. 
it must be understood. Yes, sorry, if many of us are still uh, uh, shy about, we shouldn't be shy, it is a norm. Don't you eat food? You, can you start eating beside me saying Bismillahirrahmanirrahim? No, it's impossible that you can be intimate without having to say certain words. So these certain words, the act is a norm. Is spirituality is certain that needs to go with that. May Allah open the path and we realize how the Nabi has taught us the understanding in his action and his word of having to implement the the physicality and the spirituality together together and here the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam shows us for entry into the state we need this now we did not know this if it was not for the action of the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his word sallallahu alaihi wasallam then you and i would not have understood our scholars mashallah may allah grant them high status have gone to the extent to expound this to us to allow us to understand and appreciate the western world seeing him to be a, wiz- a womanizer la'natullahi alayhim for the ignorance and for the fact that they want to corrupt and to spread negativity against our nabi muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam it is not the truth they are lying they are true liars our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is not a womanizer. Allah sent him to be Muhammadur Rasulullah, to be the messenger, the one who guides you and me, how to be decent human beings, how to be the best of human beings, the most respectable, to be able to reap success in its total sense in this dunya and success in the oval sense in our akhirah. May Allah grant us to understand. May Allah grant us to be the true followers in appreciation and be proud of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in recognizing his message. And he sallallahu alayhi wa then that evening after he has been together with the various wives, he had a single bath, as we said, what he did between each and every one of them. He then had a single bath. And after the bath, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa already got himself dressed into the clothing for ihram. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa went to the masjid, performed the fajr salah. And after the fajr salah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa went into the state of ihram. And the state of haram is by having to be able to start with talbiyah. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did it in the masjid after the salah. And thereafter, he came after the masjid, out of the masjid and got onto his camel, ready to depart to go into the umrah. Beautiful. If you have any questions in which you want Sheikh to answer, you can send them through to the WhatsApp number as well as the SMS number. You're still on the topic of discussion being the Hajj of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And your Sheikh is going to be continuing, Sheikh. Bismillah. Yasmina, <coughs> we indicated the fact that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taken a, a single bath and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then performed the Fajr Salah and after the Fajr Salah, he led the Fajr Salah and after the Fajr Salah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered into the state of Ihram. Now the clothing of Ihram is something, the state of Ihram is another. We need to get into the state of Ihram, but you cannot get into the state of Ihram without the clothing of Ihram. In the clothing of Ihram, it's two pieces of cloth, on the, one at the bottom and one at the top. And it has been something common prior um, that you dress, and you have absolutely no underwear on. 
You've got and I think underneath you, you only have this thing, uh, the one piece of cloth underneath the bottom cloth and the top cloth, and there's no uh, clothing underneath. Underneath that, the females are having they are co- they covered like a normal woman with normal clothing. That information that we're sharing here is fundamental to the understanding of what these things are. Our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the the messenger who shows us what and how and all these details and we take it all from him so we need to understand these details and is this is the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there's certain things that he's going to do that we haven't done prior that we didn't know prior and so we need to understand what and how has it been done prior to that and how is it done now in the time of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we're taking note of every detail of his Jabir informs us he says to us that the camel of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam stood tall. Our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was a tall, was a, was a big person above, sitting on his camel, and he appeared above everybody, as if you can see him on top of everybody. And Jabir says, and I was next to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The Nabi sallallahu wasallam's camel was a she camel. The name of the camel was Qaswa. It was a white camel. The Nabi sallallahu was one, and that camel was the camel that he went onto the Hajj. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was on this camel and he looked around and Jabir says, and as far as I could see, he speak about Jabir, speak about himself, he says, as far as I could see, in front of me, behind me, to my right and to my left, and in everywhere there was people either walking or riding, right? And the message of Allah read the words, the Quran was revealed unto him, and he would take to the words and the information of that Quran and see and implement and share it with all of us. And whatever he sallallahu alayhi did, the Nabi did, we also did, and we tried to do it in precision exactly as the Nabi did. Like I explained yesterday, he says, if the Nabi had to turn to his face to the right, and I would turn to my right, and immediately look back what the Nabi was doing, and if the Nabi has changed, I would change, and if the Nabi did the same, I would carry on, and every time I would turn back from where to see that I do precise, in precise that what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi He says, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam then read the words that we call the talbiyah, لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ According to Jabir, this was not common prior. The, the words لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ was not common. Why? Because people went on to Hajj prior even though they were doing the Hajj for Allah according to them from the various religions prior. The situation has became so uncomfortable that there has been contamination with religion that the people were saying many other things. But while the Nabi sallallahu alayhi was saying the labbaik, there was other people saying other things and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not stop them whatever they said other but kept on only repeating none other than labbaik Allahumma labbaik labbaik la sharika laka labbaik inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika lak labbaik Allahumma laka labbaik means at your service O oh Allah at your service at your service you, you have no partners to you belongs the praise the grace and the dominion you have no partner and, uh, and according to Jabir, the people all pronounced then, as they did whatever they did prior, then changed because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa repeated this over and over and over until everybody was only reciting the talbiyah, reading the talbiyah with the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
has, according to the historians, has left Medina for the Hajj approximately on the 4th. No, 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 sorry. Has, has left uh, at the end of the month of the Qadah. At the end of the month of Luqadah, and it was approximately eight eight days travel to get to Makkah. Eight days travel that to get to Makkah, which means that at the end of the Luqadah, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam left Medina and traveled for eight days approximately until they reach uh, uh, into Makkah. And the Prophet sallallahu did not object to what the people had to say, but or guided them to be able to do the statement of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa as we said, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. Jabir says, we did not have any intention to perform any other than Hajj only, for we did not know better. Being unaware of the permissibility of performing Hajj and Umrah together, we intended for Hajj, however, when we came to the Nabi sallallahu uh, uh, alayhi wa when we came to the to the, with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to the house, to the Kaaba, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam entered in and certain things happened which we're going to deal with right now. We need to be able just to indicate to you, according to the scholars, it was approximately the 4th or the 6th of the Hijjah when they landed into Makkah. When they landed in Makkah. And when they landed in Makkah, it is noted, before coming into Makkah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, now you and I need to look at Makkah, the vision that you need to have. It's a valley that's covered with mountains right around it. And from every angle, you've you got to come from a mountainous place into the mountains and the growth, go through the mountains into this valley which is called Makkah. Right? Um, so from every angle, you come into mountains that you get into over the mountain range you travel into Makkah right from from various sides and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had family members just outside on the mountain range outside Makkah the Nabi went there relieved himself there cleaned himself from the state of having to travel those few days and also then went into the state of taking another bath to enter into to carry on to go into Haram of Makkah. Shukran so much for that, Shihan. Also, shukran so much to everyone that sent through their comments. Alhamdulillah, reminiscing and speaking to us more on the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. However, if you are unable to listen to the program and you maybe want to catch up a little bit later when you are busy at home or when you have some free time. You can download the podcast on iono, and I'm going to be giving you the website that is vocfm.io no.fm and it will take you directly to the Voice of the K page. You just scroll down to Madrasa on E. You click on the number of episodes and that is where you will find all of the podcasts, inshallah. If you don't have, if you maybe need some cl- clarity on that, you can give us a call on 021-442-3500 and we will be happy to explain you the process as to how you can get the podcast. But for now, I hand over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran Jazakallah for that. Yasmina, we were busy and having to when you, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam entered into Medina, into Makkah, he ca- they ca- came from the, the, from the mountainous path. He said, he rested. Uh, there were some family members on the mountainous path with the Nabi sallallahu just before the entry, and there he went and he, he took a shower there, a bath there, and he, he rested there. And to make a fresh entry when he enters into Makkah, it must be fresh, and he looks decent and good. Even though he was in that state of ihram, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi did that. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi entered into the, during the daytime, entered into Makkah. 
and came into in, into Makkah and came and entered into the the process. When the Nabi sallallahu alaihi came to the to the Haram, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi entered to the, a door which was then known those days Bab Bani Shaiba. And at Bab Bani Shaiba, the Aaron's entrance today to Bab Bani Shaiba has gone to the extent that they have created other doors called Bab Salam. And the reason why they called it Bab Salam because at Bab Bani Shaiba that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi entered at that place. There, the Nabi, in those days, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam turned and looked and saw the Haram, saw the Kaaba, and when he saw the Kaaba, he raised sallallahu alaihi wasallam, raised his hands and looked at the Kaaba, and he says, "Allahumma anta salam, wa min Allahumma anta salam, wa min kassalam, tabarakta wa taalaita yada al-jalali wal-ikram, sami'na wa ata'na ghufranak Rabbana wa ilayka al-masir." Subhanak ya Rabb. This is what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam. Those are the words the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says. And for the first time, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered. Now those words were norm and common that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that every time after performing salah, every time after the performing his fart salah, the Nabi said aloud, Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam, tabarakta wa ta'alayta yadha al-jalali wal-ikram. This time the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered. وَأَدْخِنَّا الْجَنَّةَ دَارَ السَّلَامِ وَأَدْخِنَّا الْجَنَّةَ Enter us into your Jannah, دَارَ السَّلَامِ the, 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 the Dar, the, the, the abode of peace. There for the first time, that's when the Nabi had his hands up in, the, uh, in, this, in front of him and said those words, right? He, he was making du'a and calling that for the first time he added, وَأَدْخِنَّا الْجَنَّةَ دَارَ السَّلَامِ Right? And yeah, for the first time the Nabi said those words while it's rising his hands. Never after the salah, it was not part of the way we normally make dua, put our hands together in making dua, say, Allahumma anta salam. It was never ever done that way by the Nabi after the salah. It is for the first time at, in that, at what we call it, Babini Bani Shaiba, when the Nabi stood there and saw the Kaaba and looked at the Kaaba, he said, Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam. وَأَدْخِلْنَا الْجَنَّةَ دَارَ السَّلَامِ تَبَارَكْتَ وَتَعَالَيْتَ يَا ذَا الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا غُفْرَانَكَ رَبَّنَا وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ Ya Rab, this is what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, may Allah grant us of the believers who in actual fact want to follow the path of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is what the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did there, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then came down nearer to today that is an elevated area where Baba Nisheba is and we need to come down the steps and get onto what we call now the the the, the process of the the the, the uh, um Mataf. We get on the Mataf, the place where you tawaf on, right? So we get now onto the Mataf with Jabir and as he walked that is Jabir. Now, Jabir. now remember, this is all Jabir doing this with Muhammad, and they are informing us as to how the Nabi did it. And he said that when they got in into the into the haram, there is a moment that Jabir was moving his hand and looking and trying to touch something, and as but he's moving in in no in, in open space. And Muhammad said, "I asked Jabir, what, what is the reason that you're doing this? Uh, what are you looking for? You're looking for something." Then Jabir said to him, there must be a pillar somewhere in front here. Somewhere here there must be a pillar. Now Jabir was performing this as if he could, remember as if he was a person alive seeing what he was seeing. He was a blind man. He did not see. But he was living the reality, the life of the, the Hajj with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in such perfection as if he knew every detail exactly where what was being. 
And on the journey, uh, um, Jabir tells us, or Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa grandson tells us that Jabir stopped. When his camel says stop here, and he got off his camel, and he walked into the distance. And, and he, when Jabir came back, he said, just said, Jabir, what was it that you're going to leave himself? He says, no, at exactly this place where we stop now, yeah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa stopped, and he went to relieve himself. And because he went to relieve himself here, I wanted to go and relieve myself here at this point. Subhanak, I didn't really go and relieve myself. Simply to be in total submission. And remember what they said? And we did everything that year on the Hajj. We wanted to do everything like the Nabi because the Nabi says, Take from me your pattern of Hajj. Do it exactly as I do it. Right? And this is how far the Sahaba has gone out of their way to want to do everything in just in precision of the t- manner done by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa He is our role model. There is no other role model if you want to be Muslim. He is the only role model. Says Allah, وَلَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا He is your best example if you are truly Muslim. If you want to return to Allah, if you want the great reward of the Akhirah, and if you want to keep intimacy with your Lord Allah, then Muhammad is the best example. Subhanak. He is the, 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 and the role model. By the, meaning the only. There is no other role model for us to be Muslims. Ya Rab, may Allah grant us to be real Muslims. People who have the zest and desire to want to be loving as Muslims and departing from this world as Muslims. May Allah grant us khair. And here we see the Sahaba radiallahu anhum went to the extent of saying that we did everything. And so here he was feeling, where is this thing in the Kaaba and the Haram? And they said to him, there's nothing in front of him, and it was related to the Sahaba later that that pillar was taken away. He says, Jabir said, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went against that pillar, relaxed against it. So I wanted to do that, and that's the reason I was feeling where the pillar was.